This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and a very warm welcome to the Wednesday week, the Sheffield Wednesday. What? Blah, 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 blah. Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, great start. <laughs> that could not be a more fitting start <laughs> to our 150 episode. <laughs> Let's just upload that and just go, f*** it. That was as good as we got. <laughs> the Wednesday Week is sponsored by the Riverside Cafe, the perfect place for a pre-match pint. gentlemen and a very warm welcome to the wednesday week the sheffield wednesday podcast the 150th wednesday week podcast i am so excited for today and joining me with my excitement are all my wonderful internet friends god that sounds wrong uh, first of all on the line we have mr marriott jamesy Obin. how the chuff for you Happy birthday to... Oh, it's not birthday. Happy anniversary episode to... Oh, I really should have thought this through, shouldn't I? Quite like yeah. that. Very good. Mm. Um, next on the line, we have Victoria. Sweetie pie, how the devil are you? Hello, my lord. I'm OK, thanks. Um, this has taken a while, hasn't it, just to even get recorded? <laughs> it's so professional. It wouldn't be us if we didn't chuff everything up at the beginning. I'm um, three now. Well... Yeah, we'll we'll see. I've gone back um, here. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dickie Owl, how the chuff are you all be? I'm so excited. I've actually baked a cake today. And guess what shape <laughs> it is? It's a ball. No, it's a rugby ball shape. Oh. Oh. I got that wrong. Oh, 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 I thought you were going to say like penis. Be like <laughs> a, penis cake. A cock and ball cake. You know, you like what kind of parties you do you go to? Everyone, everyone's made one of those, haven't they? Have they? Haven't they? <laughs> haven't they? No, it's not something I've done. No, mm. just a, just, mm. just odd shaped mm. balls. Oh. <laughs> now, one man that is certainly not only baked but cooked, eaten, and licked quite a few um, cock and ball cakes, Mister Fudge. How the chuff you, <laughs> Bobby? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> 
licked cock and ball cakes. Is that is that where we are now? We're taking it. You know, earlier on you did a, you did a clip of me being just well racist, and then now now I'm, now I'm getting outed across the internet as well. <laughs> but I'm all right, Lord H. Where yeah. were you this weekend? I've been in Skegness the last couple of days, and um, and you're telling me that you've not seen cock and balls. Well, listen, you know, most shops, most shops there, uh, you know, sell cock and ball based bits, but they have shut down the what I like to call the grot shop. Um, there, there used to be a big sex shop in uh, in Skegness in the in the in the lanes down the back, and um, it, it, oh god, it was grim. It was, oh, it was ugly in the Ace of Spades, and. Um, and yeah, we, we, I thought, well, let's have a look. We're all lads, aren't we? We're all Wednesday. And then, no, uh, shut down. Shut down. <laughs> oh, were you disappointed, Fudgy? Oh, boy. I was, mate. I was. Was, was that your trip to Skegness ruined? Uh, well, the fact that everything was shut as well, because, you know, it's middle of bloody November. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in seaside towns, it doesn't tend to work. So it's, but it's all right, though, because I was in. I watched a nil-nil draw for England last night in a Yates's. So, you know, <laughs> every cloud, eh? Life is good. <laughs> Now the uh, we do have another. I don't say I don't know if you say guest or or panelist or, or how to describe this chat. But ladies and gentlemen, for the 150 podcast, Chuffy Eddie's back. Eddie, oh boy, that's Chuffy oh. you. Oh, you'll never guess what happened to me. <laughs> you didn't go to Skegway with fudge. Did your sex shop get closed down I'm... in Skegness? <laughs> I at one point did someone bake you into a cock and ball cake. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. At one point in the summer, I was uh, I was lost on an A road in France, um, and I, I didn't want to talk about what the goings on at Sheffield Wednesday. And, uh, and honestly, I, I I was quite upset that people were ringing me and and asking me about it because uh, I was quite happy um, disappearing off for a while. But uh, it, I am more than happy and honoured and privileged and really, really, honestly excited to be back for 150 episodes of this, let's be honest here, shambolic, (laughs) at at times probably legally uh, admissible uh, podcast. And, uh, you know, well well done everybody for... um, uh, for, for somehow managing to keep it going in my absence, I promise you, <laughs> I will, I will never, I will never leave again. You big fibber, but it is lovely to have you back. <laughs> it really is nice. You know what? I, I was really hoping someone would uh, would recognise the lost on the A roads of France comment. Do you remember our wonderful chairman Jeff Hulley? Um, oh, back in the day, when God, when, uh, when Radio Sheffield rang him up and said. Um, Sheffield Wednesday are about to get wound up. Uh, they're on the, literally the steps of the Crown Court in London, and we're we're about to be cancelled. Uh, you know, like Seinfeld or Friends, we're about to just go out of business completely. And he said, oh, "I don't know anything about that." Um, I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm just driving back. I'm in France. I'm lost on an A road. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel at the moment. But uh, if there's anybody that we can count on for an, a, a really, really super obscure Sheffield Wednesday reference, it's Eddie's back, gents. Oh, that's fantastic! Uh, right then, now of course um, it has been the international break, so we don't actually have a football match to speak about. So I apologise in advance, but because this is to us rather a, a special little show, um, we're going to have a, a, just a little bit of a, a, a gushing session, if you like. So um, I, I may. No apologies for it because Your dirty this, this... laugh. <laughs> we do like a bit of gushing. There's always one, and it's always James's little laugh there in the background. 
<laughs> You've got a cock a ball kick. It just you? it just brings back memories of my last gushing session to be fair. But no, we've we've been doing this a while now and I, I just because obviously way back when, uh, when I was nothing but a young little lord and, and had basically no Twitter followers, anything at all like that. Um we sort of got in touch with um with a few of the chaps um and, and see if we wanted to get a podcast. Now, obviously some of the original guys are here at the moment. So just out of interest, um, first of all, Fudge, I mean, you were quite a big podcasting superstar before you started <laughs> the Winter Week. I don't know about that, but, but yeah, I, um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I, I, was, uh, I enjoyed doing podcasts because essentially when, um, when you're speaking to a lot of people via a microphone, they can't interrupt you. And, uh, and I, I like the sound of my own voice, so it kind of fit with me really well. <laughs> Now, was it strange when a, a rather odd fake lord sort of popped out of the ether and asked you if you wanted to do a podcast with him? Fake! <laughs> what? Fake? Fake! 150 no. episodes and no. now! Now we learn! And you're telling us it's now! Don't, lads, honestly. Give him, give him you just wait until right. the interview we're about to play and it all comes crashing down for me. I swear to God. Oh. <laughs> so... <clears throat> Uh, yes, it was. It was weird. I remember you texting me. Uh, you sent me a message on Twitter because we were talking via the DMs on Twitter. He, he slid into my DMs, is what he did. I actually <laughs> had to ask him for a follow first so I could actually slide into your DMs. Yeah, slid into my DMs and we only had 140 characters and I remember it being really painful. And um, and yeah, and I think, what, what year was it? Was it 2011, 12? 2012. I re- yeah, 11, I reckon. Maybe. It was uh, just as... It wasn't- it wasn't quite promotion season, was no. it? It was the it was the end of the season before promotion season. Yeah, and we were um, and we were actually struggling to talk about something positive, weren't we? And I think uh, <coughs> I think the first few shows were very much us going. Do you remember the old days when we did this? Because the football was so bloody awful. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden, Dave Jones turned up. We had a change in fortune, and 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 I think the popularity of this podcast grew when when the team play better which we've all noticed we you know when we're when we're doing well more people listen that 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 type of thing and and that's what happened i think we we managed to tune in our timing was fortunate is that if that's the right word i'm going to be honest with you i started showing up when we started doing well (laughs) (laughs) and 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 you know what ironically haven't been here this season so far so make of that what you will Does that mean we're about to go on a run? That's it. Wembley lads are there, so. automatic. If he stays <laughs> on for the rest of the season, we're flying. If the only price of uh, a promotion is that all of you have to listen to me every week, then hey, I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Exactly. We've got Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> I can, honestly, so I, thinking back to uh, that, that first pitch that Lord H made to us, and um, he, you know, he, he, he came... I think he came to Wednesday as an organisation and said, is there anyone there who um, is borderline, or- yeah, borderline yeah. autistic? If that's possible, <laughs> you've got someone who's a little bit off. Um, and, and you just... We, we put Dave Barlow forward first. We- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. There was a test recording and um, it was banned by the Geneva Convention as a war crime. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so honestly, so, the Wednesday night board said, oh, Eddie, um, you, you, you're into, the, um, in, into the, the youth culture. You should probably do that. And so uh, I thought, I'll have a listen. I'll have a listen and see what the, what the pitch is. Um, 
And so Lord H had said, I've got this this lad Fudge, he's big into his podcast. Just check him out, have a listen to what he does. Um, as far as I could tell, all he did was uh, parody songs about the <laughs> 1980s and 1990s growing up. And I was like, honestly, that'll do me. I was sold at the instant, the instant I uh, YouTubed uh, we grew up in the nineties. From what was it called? Was it called the Fudge and yeah, Dave Fudge podcast? Yeah, Fudge and Dave, the project. Yeah, amazing. Un- right, if you've never, if you, if you never ever want to uh, to, to go back and, and see how the, the genesis of the Fudge, go back there and and that song was amazing. I still sing that to myself in the shower. That I'll, was a great I'll, I'll tweet it out now. Grew, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I will do I will that. Yeah, tweet that we, out. We grew up in the nineties. Onto onto the world once more. Just to correct you, Eddie, about the Wednesday art thing, I'm not sure the word culture was the word we used. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it, so it was those early days. It, we were kind of feeling feeling ourselves out, feeling each other out. Aye, aye. That sounds wrong as well. Um, but it, it really was. It, with you know, the three of us and, of course, um, some like random granddad tramp who turned up on the first uh, the first episode. I don't know how he got involved, but it turned out that he knew a bit about football. And so we all kind of, you know, we we fell we fell in together as a, a funny odd couple, like kind of step toe and son and son and son. It's kind of how I viewed it in the early days. And we sort of we sort of struggled on through, and we talk about some really, really, really terrible football. In fact, I've been listening back just recently to, to grab some more clips and things. And would you like to hazard a guess at the first game that we actually reviewed on the very first pilot episode? Yeovil of... at home, not far off. Yeovil away, Colchester United. It was Colchester <laughs> United. Yeah, very well done, Steve. No. <laughs> Honestly, that was a guess. Genuinely, that was a guess. <laughs> But no, absolutely. And you know what? It wasn't. It wasn't a good. That wasn't a good thing, was it? Did, it, did we go down there and lose three-one? And they were like third in the league, and we were thirteenth or some rubbish like that. Yep, exactly that. It was, we'd, we'd lost to Colchester, and that was the way we started the podcast. <laughs> and that's the way sort of things carried on from then. Um, of course, uh, we did have some some wonderful, wonderful um, chaps come along and help us, uh, and, and basically turn this into a, a slightly more professional job when. Uh, um, Lord H had a little tweet from a, a Mr. Marriott saying, oh, hello there, sir. Um, I very much enjoy your podcast and would like to get involved. And I must admit, we get a few tweets like that every now and again. Um, but then when you sort of click on James's um, Twitter thing and it says uh, Radio Professional, well, chuff, yes, of course you can come and help us. Or Bean, it'd be an absolute pleasure to have you. Jamesy, <laughs> or Bean, this is the man that's actually I, I, changed the fortunes of the Wednesday Week podcast. I'm not sure about that. I'm also not sure that my Twitter says radio professional. <laughs> Don't mind Fudge just sneezing in the background there. I'm snorting away. I'm also not sure that that's quite how it happened because. Um, I don't think I'd actually listened to your podcast before I was on it, to be honest. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't, James does not come across think... the type of person to, to set, slide into the DMs and go, I really enjoy your podcast and I'd love to be a part of it. Yeah. I don't know how it came. <laughs> it was some kind of Twitter bants, wasn't it? That's all we need to know. And the rest of it's history, isn't it? Absolutely. absolutely. And, 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 it, can I tell you my, my was, proudest was point while I've been on the uh, podcast was correctly <laughs> guessing Colchester United as the first game. <laughs> That you uh, that you talked about. I'm I'm really proud of that because it was genuinely a guess. I'm quite proud. 
And he hadn't listened. He had no idea. He had no <laughs> idea who who we were, what we were doing. I'm pretty sure that James just rocked up one day on Twitter and went, um, this podcast isn't as good as it would be if I was on it. <laughs> and we just went, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't wrong either. That was the thing. No, absolutely. <laughs> once, once James had come along, Eddie, you, you invited a guest on the podcast. And do you know sometimes when you invite a guest to the house and they just won't chuff in leave? <laughs> Well, you invited Victoria onto the podcast, didn't you? And, and Victoria's first um, first episode was was as a guest of of Eddie. Then Eddie chuffed off and left Victoria with us. And you're still here now, aren't you, my darling? What a I pleasure am. it is for you to officially break the sausage. Yeah, I believe his exact words were, we've got too many blokes on this, we need a bird, and not just like a, a proper bird like who knows about football. <laughs> I was like, oh, cheers, Ed. Yeah, all right. A blue, a blue, we boomed basically. Yeah, exactly. I, well, I'm gone. Yeah. I'm gone. I think what I said in our private conversation was. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to find it now, but it'll have been a text, won't it? So I won't still have it. I think it was. I think it was my close personal friend Victoria. She's an absolute worldie and also knows more about football than any of us. I think that's probably word for word what I said, <laughs> and I will stand by that in court. <laughs> I'm going to find it. <laughs> What are we talking about? Are we still recording? <laughs> Fortunately. <laughs> and finally, of course, Mr. Dick Owl. Now, originally, um, the, the actual contact through uh, through Wednesday night, uh, it was me asking Dickie to come to the podcast. And to be perfectly frank, you utterly refused, didn't you, Dickie, Hobby? Yeah, I did. I couldn't be asked. Yeah, I, was, I was like, I don't do stuff like that. No, I don't. Well, hang on, I don't. I was second choice. You, I did, to be honest, Eddie, and I, I don't mean this in the way that it's intended. I did not know you existed at all. My my only contact with Wednesday at that point was. Really, We've only just realised he still does. <laughs> Sorry, Eddie. Can't turn it Brilliant. off. This is like an episode of This Is Your Life that's gone really, really wrong. <laughs> It's like one of those episodes of Friends, isn't it, where all they do is play replays of stuff. Hold on, I found the original message, Edward. Dun, dun, well, dun. I can't find Excellent. what you've said. I just sent you a message saying, go on then, how's it work? And you said, we record a Skype group Skype group chat, it's dead easy, we can just add you into the recording, you don't even have to get out of your boozing chair. And I said, I won't be drunk, are you on Gchat? And you said, I don't have a couple of glasses, I'm always half cut when we record. 9pm, it was there you go. It was meant to be Monday this week, but Fudge had to go to work. <laughs> and then uh, I said, oh, <laughs> I said, no, I can't make that one. You put, no, especially since Gchat sounds like MSN circa 2004, ASL, what a cyber. <laughs> oh, right, there you go. If there's, if there's a conversation that sums up all of my interactions with females, there you go, you got it. ASL, what a cyber. <laughs> it only took you only took you four years, didn't it, to get to get, to get me? Absolutely, it, 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 I, I, I was playing hard to get. <laughs> and I mean, uh, you might, you may or may not be aware that for quite some time we had a, a rather um, strange little man hidden away in the background, not actually speaking, but just listening into the podcast like some kind of odd voyeur, which was Dickie. Um, so, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, until you announced me one day, and it was like, oh shit! Yeah, I mean, did, I'm doing did, it as well. Yeah, what, we do? <laughs> what was the what was the reason behind that? Yes, it's exactly what you did. Well, yeah. we used him, didn't we? We said, oh yeah, if you want to do our social media, that's great. Of course, we'll promote your new company. And then we we're kind of like, uh, actually, we we need someone on the podcast this week. Sorry, you're on. Bye. And that was it. We kind of just threw you into the fire, didn't we? That was think, about it. Yeah, the yeah, term yeah, yeah. fudge at to work is something that that ran through, I mean, the first 
the f- I remember there was one that I did when because you guys all had nine to five normal jobs. Do you know what I mean? You all had no, and I, and I was DJing or I had a restaurant or a nightclub, and and I think I've had about six jobs since I've done this show. But there was one specifically. I think that's, that's half the amount of jobs. Fudge. <laughs> there was there was one specifically that that yeah that I did from a Weatherspoons. I was in Weatherspoons in Guildford and I was wankered. And uh, and I just did it with the phone to my ear, and uh, or I'd do it in a, a fire escape. I used to do it in the fire escape in Guildford, didn't I? Or, um, <laughs> or uh, yeah. Every time, the number of times that we we would be recording and fudge, there'd basically be fudge with an <laughs> echo machine on because he was stuck in the fire escape, or a, a, like a fridge or something like that. And then in the background, there'd just be this four to the floor dance beat. <laughs> yeah. A bit of high energy. Yeah, I was supposed to be DJ. Yeah, yeah. You just put it on uh, on autoplay. You just lined yeah. it up. Just I will play it out. I I, I did one of the yeah. podcasts from France, if you remember. France did France. I done Norfolk, Palam yeah. FC last week. My favourite has to be when I did mine from the tram, and that's when Fudge got his tenth red card of the season. So well, it's quite <laughs> out of all the times to try and keep a straight face on public transport at half past nine, ten o'clock at night with people staring at you anyway. Because I've been to the theatre and I was a little bit drunk. Was pissing myself laughing to oh my god fudge you just said fudge and everyone was like what the hell and i had to get off at like i think it was bamford street <laughs> and walk the rest of the way home because i was so mortified by the people staring at me on the tram and at that time there were a lot of drunks on the tram and a lot of weird people and i was the one weird person that had to get off so what does that tell you <laughs> i i did i did one in belfast once um which isn't very interesting, but I also did one in the bath, and I didn't tell you any uh, any of you about it. At the time. Uh, I, don't, I don't think I've told any of you about it since. So this is the first any of you have learnt that. Um, oh yeah. no, I feel dirty. There was a bit of matey in it though. So it was all right. I feel dirtier than when you wore a bikini. <laughs> or oh, oh, when I had to buy the bikini because you refused to buy it for yourself. What a great holiday. <laughs> Now, there is one chap that obviously isn't with us this evening. Unfortunately, he couldn't be with us. The, one of the original, obviously, uh, weakers. Um, and we, we, myself and Fudge, managed to, uh, um, to, to get a little chat with him um, throughout the week. So um, we're going to play this out, and then uh, we're going to come back. Um, right, then, legend, um, I'm joined by, by Fudgy, first of all. Fudgy, we, we did discuss that we needed a rather special marquee super signing. So if you could have your pick of anybody to speak to from the Sheffield Wednesday Worlds, who would it be, Fudgy? Oh, it'd be like David Hurst or Chris Waddler, something bigger, like that. Think bigger. bigger. Bigger than David Hurst and Chris Waddler. What, super like, fan. What, what about like the chairman, then? Do you reckon we can get bigger. him on, ask him about the kit? And, bigger and than the, stripes. the chairman. Christ, I like, God, I, I, I couldn't even think, like, what, what like, Gary Megson or Don Megson, like you know, uh, T- Terry Fantham, whatever his bloody name is, Terry Curran. Like, well, you know what I mean. What? What? Mm. You're getting to the ballpark. You know- You're getting the ballpark, Fudgy. I've got rather a surprise for you, Robin. Uh, we only oh, have yeah. absolute Sheffield Wednesday social media legend, Mr. Steve the Beast. Beast is here. Shut the front door. Beastie, I'll be in you. I told you this would go well. I told you right from the start. You what? You all said no. We're never all slagging it. <laughs> you were all slagging it off, and I said the podcast is the future. Eight hundred and fifty, no bother at all. 
you might notice, ladies and gents, that um, obviously our normal recording sound has changed ever so slightly because the wonderful new system that we use to record podcasts um, apparently doesn't work when Beastie plays with it. So it's, it's fine, it's, but we've gone back to good old fashioned style. <laughs> That's like most things, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got to remind everybody as well that what, there was one point today where we'd been trying to get this bit of audio put together for everybody and uh, we couldn't manage it and we couldn't hear each other but then Beastie took his slippers off <laughs> and and all of a sudden we could hear each other so uh, it, you know forget your system restore forget your boot up discs it's all about taking taking your house shoes off now, when you when you ring up the complaints desk and they say, "Have you tried turning it off and turning it on again?" Never mind that. Take your slippers off. Take your slippers off. There'll be Anthony in uh, Mumbai saying, "Have you tried taking your slippers off?" <laughs> And gents, of course, uh, Mr. Beastie, uh, absolute legend of the Wednesday Week podcast, and it's such a pleasure to speak. How are the chuff, are you, Obi? What are you up to these days? We've been missing you, oh boy. You've been missing me? You locked me in a chuffy <laughs> shed. Yeah, I, th- I think the last thing we did was, was lock him in a shed, weren't we? Isn't that what we did? Well, we, we sort of locked him in a shed and then put him out of his misery, if I remember <laughs> right. Um, oh. you, say, you say we, really, it was basically you, Lord Hillsborough. <laughs> you. Yeah. Well, once something's got past its prime, I like to have shiny new things around me, Beastie, and the only thing that's sort of shiny about you these days is your forehead. But we have missed you terribly. Don't you bad mouth my shiny forehead. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Obviously, when we were speaking last, Beastie, your football tank was rather empty after a a few seasons with uh, with Stuart Vanilla. Um, Are you back at the games now, Bobby? I only took about two months out, and that was it. Um, I missed about, I don't know, about a dozen games, something like that. Couldn't stay away. Well, I mean, when when money's tight, you you have to you have to contemplate what you're going to spend that money on. And going to see Stuart Vanilla's side every week was low down on the list. <laughs> it has to be said. Uh, many congratulations, Aaron Shaw, because obviously since we last spoke, you've also retired, haven't you, Hobby? I have retired, and I have found out that I have got a natural flair. For doing chuff all. <laughs> Who knew that I had that gift tucked away somewhere? <laughs> we have noticed, all, but you know, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure. Fudgy, oh boy, obviously, Beastie is, is a legend. I mean, we, we've had some classic clips put out this week, haven't we? Uh, yeah. From, from the podcast. Yeah. Do you have a favourite Beastie clip? It's got to be Fruit Bag. I, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> that ball that Antonio put in would just. Oh, it, I dropped my fruit bag. It was that good. It was just absolutely stunning. <laughs> <You're not laughs> <a fruit bag. laughs> Who's the company here? Who's the southerner? <laughs> I dropped my fruit bag. <laughs> your fruit bag? Is that code for your pasty and your bovary? <laughs> I, I think if you listen back to that clip, there's a, there's a bit on it where I, where I say to him, um, you know, that's now going to be a term that everybody uses to to describe absolute euphoria I nearly dropped my fruit bag you know what I mean and it is it's just like and, and we get we still get tweets for it now Steve we still get tweets saying you know that, that thunder chuffer nearly made me drop my throat, but fruit bag <laughs> <laughs> it just it absolutely it makes me smile every time but like uh, like Lord H said when you were um, when we last spoke to you you were done you were uh, you were you were done with football and, and like you said Stuart Villa's style of football was was well pissing you off for lack of a better term but what's um what do you think now? 
I mean, since we've, we've had a new chairman, we've had countless new kits. If they turn up, we've had, you know, we've had a, a plethora of players. And I keep hopping back and pe- I'm boring people with it now. I keep saying that you were, you said a few years ago, Lewis McGugan was a cut above that day and he needs to be the bare minimum. I still say it now. And you were right. And, and we've built on players. Well, have we? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, have we, um, have we taken that forward? Oh, let's be right. The players we've got now are far, far better than the players that we had under Stuart Vanilla. And the f- I know at this moment in time, all the fans... Well, there's a big divide amongst our fans at the moment, isn't there? There's, yeah. there's the lovers and the haters. And it, it, it drives me to despair that we are, are like this at the moment because this club has not been in as good a position as it's been for, for, for years and years, decades even. Yeah. And, now, and now we're still moaning about it. It, it's almost like Wednesday fans were born to moan. We're only happy when we're moaning. And look at what we've got. <laughs> the, yeah. These players are miles better than anything we've seen for, well, since the 90s, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if you uh, chaps remember, but obviously way back then we did a, a little sketch at the beginning of one of the shows where um, Dave Jones in inverted bunny rabbit ears, uh, called out a register at the beginning of the the sketch and everybody said hello in their native tongue. And the names it was calling out were names like uh, Bothroyd and Danny Mayer and, 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 and players like that. And when I listened Danny to that, Mayer. Danny I forgot Mayer. he was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he existed. And when, you, when just listening to that and, and, and listening to the players, and, and don't get me wrong, for, for getting out of League One and, and doing the job that they did, and, and to be fair to Mr Vanilla, he did do a... a a decent job with the players no. he had at that time. No, he didn't. He, he didn't. He had no choice. <laughs> no. to defend. He didn't do a good job with them players. <laughs> he did a chuffing, bang average job. <laughs> Everything he does is bang average. I'm telling you now, when he's in bed with his wife, he finishes halfway through and says, you know what? Let's call it a day. That's, that's good enough for me. I, I'm one of That's good enough for me. <laughs> but no, you're right. I mean, we do get sort of... It reminds me of being a spoiled child being Wednesday because the, the more you got, the more you want. And of course we want Wednesday to We want them back in the Premiership. We want to be playing in Europe again. We want to be doing all those things that we've seen our football club do before. And I think that's why we get frustrated. Obviously, not massively football-orientated show this one, but when we played Villa, watching that football was wonderful, wasn't it? And, and if we had that every week, would we moan as much, do you think? Or, Beastie, do you think we'd find something else to moan about? We'll always find something to moan about. As I said, we love to moan, but I'm, I, I must be watching different games to other people. And and I, don't get me wrong, I'm on board with fans being able to voice their opinions. Every if, if you're not happy with something, you should be you should feel free to to vent your spleen. We all like to do that when things have been going wrong. But I think the only thing that's gone wrong with some of the games is the end result. And now other people might say, well, that's all that matters. But I, I don't think we've had the results that our footballs deserved a lot of the times. Um, you know, Sunderland, I thought we played them off the park and I think we deserved to win that game. Same with QPR, I think we deserved to win that game. Barnsley, I think we deserved to win that game. I've got to ask you, Steve, because it, you know, it's been a while since we last spoken. Uh, the Atinu question is always is always a big one. Um, well, so... We used to we used to talk about Atty a lot about how he does he did something for the team 
that some of the other players don't, i.e. in that holding the ball up and running that last 10 minutes out and that sort of thing. Do you think he's still got a place in the team or do you still, or do you, are you still in the Lord Hillsborough camp that you still think he's got a job that he can do? I, I've never liked him. I think it were you lot that always liked him. <laughs> yeah, us, us lot were praising him. <laughs> yeah, you lot were praising him, and I think you'll find that I said, as soon as we get somebody half decent, that'll be it. He'll be on bench, or he'll not even be mentioned. Uh, and, and that, if, if I'm being honest, he does do a certain type of job well, does uh, Atty. But surely we've progressed from that kind of player now. We have to have moved on from Atty Newey, surely. See, I knew there was a reason we took Beast out to the shed and shot him. It's because he's nonsense <laughs> statements like that. Um... Right, well, well let, me, let me ask you this then, Lord Hillsborough. Right. Would you drop Hooper for Atty? Uh, in the last 10 minutes of the game, yes, I would. Right, hang on, because that means he's going to be... Right. Would you drop Fletcher for Newey? In the last 10 minutes of the game, yes, I would. Uh, right. to me... so, so, basically, you want him for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, he's a bit a... like... A bit like Stuart <laughs> in the bedroom. That's what happens when Mr. Gray is, is tired for the last 10 minutes. Atty comes in and, and <laughs> finishes the job. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Gray is a very happy lady. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, I understand the team's moved on. And obviously when Atty first came along and we saw him score that, that goal against QPR and we thought he was world beast and all that kind of thing... He, He's not that striking. That's not his job for Sheffield Wednesday anymore. Uh, and to be honest, if you have a little look at just recently, obviously Atty hasn't been on the bench and, and Wednesday haven't been doing terribly well. So, uh, Whoa, whoa, we haven't been doing terribly well. <laughs> not the beginning of the season, absolutely. It's taken a while for Atty to pass his knowledge on to Mr Hooper in the dressing room. And say, look, we're not, hang on, it's, it's, we're not no, 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 Atty, Atty, Atty has sat Mr Hooper down. He said, now then, Gary. Now then, Gary. Let me pass on my knowledge but, of how to be a striker to you. And that's how, how it's happened. Back <laughs> the chuff up, Sparky. Again. 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 Do the voice I, again. Do the voice. We, are, we are not. We are not at the beginning of the chuffing season. Right? We've moved on. We've moved the chuff on. Absolutely. You want you want to keep this big lump on the bench for the last ten minutes. For ten minutes of football. But what he does for that last ten minutes, while we are protecting that lead, is amazing. You want <laughs> You won't swap him for Hooper, you won't swap him for Fletcher, you won't swap him for Rhodes, you won't swap him for Jow. How many strikers do you want on the chuffing bench just so that you can play at it for 10 minutes? I don't think we need anything else but strikers on the bench, do we, Beastie Old Bean? Uh, uh, maybe, maybe a full complement of strikers and Liam Palmer. That would do me absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Shut <be> sideways. <laughs> All right. But, Beastie, we, uh, obviously one of the big questions, just to get your take on it, and it, it seems to have calmed down a bit now, obviously, after the chairman's come out and, and made the statement, but are you still in the uh, the Carlos camp? Are you are you still happy with uh, Mr. Carvalho Hall doing what he's doing? He's another one that divides fans. And I've, I've seen fans walking out past me on the way out, 
10 minutes before the end of the game and they shout at him and the things that they shout at him, like, take your hands out of your pockets. Like, that's, that's, that's suddenly <laughs> the, the, most in, the most important thing <laughs> for a football manager is to have your hands out of your pockets. It goes hands in his bins. Take your slippers yeah. off. <laughs> yeah. when, when did that become the most important thing? Uh, to me, I, I think he's doing a, uh, I think he's doing a reasonable job, and we we can only judge him at the end of the season. And uh, somebody sent me a uh, a post today saying we're one point behind where we've been for the last two years at this same yeah. this same spot in the season. Yeah. So he got us into um, the playoffs the last twice. So why aren't we going to give him the courtesy of getting us there? I can what, tell you exactly the answer to that Steve and I'll tell you for why right we finished in the playoffs the last two seasons yeah he has not we are not any better to what we were last season now bear in mind I think he's reached the level if I'm honest because bear in mind this is the bloke who at Wembley in our greatest day of clubs history in recent years should have been he brought on Ati Newer and Jeremy Halan to get promoted to the Premier League on two occasions in the playoffs he's been outmanaged and he's been Outthought and ta- tactically behind. Yeah, twice. do you know what I mean? And yeah, I, don't I can't argue. He's got, he's got a third bite of the cherry, which for me, playoffs aren't good enough because I don't have the confidence in Carlos to take us to another playoffs. I can't. Um, I can't argue with that. Um, he has been found wanting in the playoffs. That what you know, Wembley against Hull. That was our moment. That was our moment, and we. We just didn't rise to the occasion. We came out, and it was probably, probably our worst performance of the season, um, or if not, yeah, uh, not far off. Just didn't turn up. Yeah, and then and, and and what gets me is we were all there and giving it everything, and yeah. the players were there giving it nothing. But I think he has to be given the chance. Um, what we could do is get into playoffs and then get, bring Dave Jones in. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. Oh, sure, great, but just for the last 10 minutes. No! <laughs> if we bring Stuart Gray in for the playoff final, we'll finish seventh. <laughs> <laughs> but I must admit, I mean, this has been amazing to have Beastie back on. And, and I do think that uh, if, if Beastie's football tank is, uh, is getting towards sort of half empty then we should have Beastie on more and if you want to hear from Beastie back on this podcast pressure him into it everybody that wants to hear Beastie back on this podcast send Beastie messages (laughs) I'm old you know yeah we we know you're old but but, but you're like a vintage wine Beastie oh oh, it's vintage wine now is it once once we've had a little taste we keep coming back for more just ask Mrs Craig um, <laughs> Nobody locks the vintage wine in a shed for five years. That's exactly what they do with it, Beast. Right? <laughs> it's a chopping shed. They put it in a wine cellar, not a chopping potting shed. You're like super vintage now, Beast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just pleased them uh, terracotta pots have got a hole in the bottom. Otherwise, I'd have been stuck in there with nothing to do for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, BT, it's, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on. And of course, you're welcome back whenever you want, Albin. This is uh, obviously, it, it, I was, I've was i been listening back to some of the old um, 
podcast a lot just recently, just digging out these clips. And, and some of the, I must admit, the majority of the clips from the first sort of 20, 30 episodes, it's just beastie, being beastie. Um, it's hilarious, absolutely hilarious. We, we miss well, it, beastie. Uh, I have. I mean, I've, I have enjoyed this. It's great talking to you two again. It, uh, it, always, <laughs> it, all, it always was good um, because we were just four people who shared the, the same love for the same thing, chomping about it. Yeah. Apart and from it, the fact that, you know, us lot were slagging it off, but you were sticking <laughs> up for it. That's why it worked, because I was the one doing all the supporting, and you, you three were slaggers. Oh, brilliant. Love it. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Steve Beastie. Ah, oh, absolute gentleman. Thank Whoop. you, Beastie. Uh, right then, ladies and gentlemen, there you go, Mr. Steve Mother Chuffin Beastie, back in your ears again. Oh, I, we, we, do you miss Beastie? Oh, because it's, it's, oh, just, we've been, oh, we, we've been sticking out these clips for the last week of um, of old Wednesday week episodes and, and bits and bobs. And uh, to be honest, it's either me messing up, um, Fudge being fudgy, um, Beastie just been hilarious, uh, James and his, his marvellous, marvellous um, brain working out wonderful little um, games and things for, for, for Mr. Greedo or, or just phoning him and trying to whisper sweet nothings onto his answer machine service, etc., etc., etc. So uh, it's, uh, if you do want Beastie back on the show, tweet him and chuff him, tell him so, because we'd love to have him back. Whether you're celebrating a birthday, a wedding or anniversary... Maybe you've passed your driving test, or you've landed a new job. Well, whatever your reason for a party, the Riverside Cafe is the perfect location on Catch Bar Lane overlooking Hillsborough Stadium. To inquire about hiring us for your function, call 07989 856 054 or 0114 Right, so of course, over the years, we've done quite a lot of nonsense over the Wednesday week, but we have done some wonderfulness as well. So uh, just to remind you of some of the, the wonderful people we've had on the podcast, um, have a little listen to this. We've only got Rita Johnson on the line with us. Hi there, Rita. How the devil are you? Hello. Right. <laughs> follow the reader, 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 follow the reader. It's a pleasure to be joined by Sheffield Wednesday legend Miguel Liera. How are you doing? Yeah, hello, how are you? James here. I'm very pleased to be joined by John Pearson, Wednesday, former Wednesday player, Wednesday legend. And uh, I have to say, John, I kind of think of you a little bit like being the human equivalent of goal music, kind of the noise that I most associate with uh, yeah. Wednesday scoring. Well, I mean, uh, I was born a Sheffield Wednesday supporter. I was born 200 yards away from the ground. I grew up in uh, Hillsborough Park, uh, and I'm lucky enough now to do the commentary for the home games for the uh, internet, and also uh, on occasions to do the away games for Radio Sheffield. So I'm really in a privileged position. Bit of a surprise for you all. We've only gone and got Nigel Jemson on the line with us. Jemo, how the devil are you, old boy? Um, good, thanks. Not bad at all. Uh, I'm talking to uh, Phil King. Phil, um, I mean, first of all, your reaction to tonight. What a night. Oh, amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think there was about 920 fans in the room, and uh, this is the only venue big enough, and I think they probably could have sold it out five or six times over. So, the Wednesday week are here at Owls in the Park. And uh, we were just wandering around, we bumped into a guy that you might recognise, it's Barry Bannon. How you doing, Barry? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, really good, really good. All disappeared for the moment, but we do have an incredibly special guest once again. We have uh, Joe Cran, um, Twitter legend and uh, Yorkshireman in South Africa. Joe, oh boy, how the devil are you? 
How's it going? A special guest is 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 high praise. I think just just a normal Wednesday I'll do. Uh, I think you're doing yourself down no. there, Joe. Oh, it's James with uh, Viv Anderson. Um, I mean, Viv, what a night tonight's been. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been to a few of these. I've, I've been lucky enough to win the European Cup twice, and I don't think we've ever had a thousand people in the room. So that tells you everything about the Sheffield Wednesday supporters. We've only gone and got your lucky folks, Tango. Hello there, Tango boy. How the devil are you? There you go. Not bad at all, thank you. Um, we are we are with. Actor extraordinaire, Tommy, Tommy Craig. Welcome. Well, oh, thank you for having me. We do have an extraordinarily special guest uh, on the podcast <laughs> this evening. Uh, off at Selly and everything. We have a David Greedo. Hello there, David, old chap. How are you? I'm very well, my lord. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a real pleasure. It's an absolute pleasure to have you, old boy. Uh, in the biblical sense, of course. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Is this how it's going to be? Is this going to be like this all, all, all the way so. through? Generally, yeah. Okay, I'll strap myself in. In the biblical sense. Here we go. Right. It's a pleasure to be with the man of the moment, the guy that won the game for us, John Sheridan. John, I'm guessing you've had a good night. You seem to have enjoyed yourself. Yeah, it's been a great night. Obviously, it's for the supporters and the turnout's unbelievable. This week, we've got a real treat for you, ladies and gents. We've only gone and got Lee Chuffin Peacock on the podcast with us. Lee Chuffin Peacock? Lee Mother Chuffin Peacock. Kid of Alice in Scotland, so I was 12, but I, all I knew was when they were as a top-level team, you know, and to be hopefully part of their, their first step of them going back that way was a, a real pleasure of mine, you know, it was a real highlight in my career. A pleasure to be here with uh, Roland Nielsen, and not just Roland Nielsen, Roland Nielsen and the League Cup round his arms as we speak. Roland, what's it like being back here after 25 years? No, it's absolutely great. Uh, it's, uh, it's very special. Uh, right, there you go. So we've had one or two fantastic um, interviewers. Maybe we've not been the best interviewers of the interviewees on there, but uh, 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 Jamesy Holbein, who was your favourite? Um, oh, God, that's a good question. Um, there's been some brilliant ones. The, the, the ones I actually enjoy the most are fans from around the world that have travelled to Hillsborough. Um, for a game and there was uh, I think me and Vic actually interviewed some guys from Sweden that came over for a game that was brilliant but the thing that I enjoyed the most uh, was the class of 91 reunion uh, which was brilliant because you know they're like you know they, they were genuine heroes for me when I was growing up so the chance to you know chase them around with the microphone um, and interview them. I'm not going to lie, John Sheridan being hammered was definitely the highlight uh, and possibly the highlight of my you know, professional broadcasting career was interviewing John Sheridan while he was absolutely paralytic. And, and managing to get and, and edit out of it. Managing to edit that down to 30 seconds. Speaking of, of paralytic, wasn't that the night that Dickie Owl passed out in Genting oh, Casino? Passed out. I was falling asleep. That's not... It was four also, o'clock in the morning. I was ginned up to the eyeballs. And I, I, think, I think I got the stink eye on. Looking at you through one eye. And I was like, it's probably time for me to go home now. <laughs> It ended up just being a really weird, a really weird like snuggle between me, James, and David Garrido um, in like a we corner. We still managed of a to move. win up a barbie with three hundred quid on gin and tonic, didn't we? Oh god, yeah, yeah Cleggy, eat your heart out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> also, the night I got so excited of having uh, John Sheridan's uh, Rumbelow's Cup final shirt and getting it signed um, that then they had the the, uh, the blind auction for just <laughs> random stuff. Silent, silent auction, and I thought, you know what? 
uh, I, I want to show that we, you know we're willing on our table that we're willing. We're going to play the game, and so we looked through the catalogue, and there was quite a lot of stuff that um, that our son Tom would really have got into. So it was like you know Messi stuff, Ronaldo stuff, you know stuff from Brazil and, and Wayne Rooney and all this kind of thing. Um, so we said, oh, I said, what we'll do, we'll put in a bid, but ah. We know what we're talking about. We'll just put in a bid that is one pound higher than the minimum bid. <laughs> There's no way we're going to win this. Um, <laughs> we'd obviously underestimated, <laughs> underestimated quite how little the good people there at the uh, 25th anniversary dinner um, were going to bid on this um, because about 20 minutes later. Do you remember the, the, the lovely lady? I remember lady the look on your minutes. face and your wife's face. Oh, my God. I thought divorce was going to be filed for there and then. Let, that was lent funny. into my ear. She said, "Oh, great news! Uh, you've won the the signed uh, Lionel Messi shirt, and you've won the signed Ronaldo and Messi boots." I was like, "Oh, that's amazing! Um, how, how much is that, please?" Um, uh, she she said, oh, "Yeah, no, that's uh, that's that's two thousand three hundred pounds." Wow! Oh, my favourite thing was when I met Al. That was like one of my stories because he listened to the podcast. So I like told him about this one night that Eddie got really drunk and bidded on an auction, and then we went to your house and there's just Messi's boots like in the playroom, <laughs> just because there's nowhere else for them to go. I wasn't drinking because I was going on holiday after straight after. I had to drive down a Gatwick straight yeah, after. You were driving, and, uh, and, you? Yeah. and you said, "Can I get a lift to the hotel?" Yeah, of course. I'd jump in, and it, just your missus carrying this bloody great framed thing like a like a sail, and I had this crap little Peugeot. I had all my, all my gear in it. I, I couldn't get anything in. Like, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd have been better off with a roof rack. <laughs> so this thing where they'd framed it up and it was like boots inside, but it was about like four foot by or five foot enormous. by four foot. And it, it stuck out about two feet because they're protecting the boots with a, a PVC frame. Unbelievable. <laughs> Best night of my that life. Was, <laughs> that was also the night where, where someone, purely in passing, uh, accidentally mistook me for Dom Housen. Purely in passing. Somehow <laughs> That's or another. That's when it all started. That's, yeah, 18 oh, months later and wow. it's still going on. And I blame you lot. <laughs> because you're still chuffing funny. To the point where I was in the star offices and I saw Dom House and I went up to him and went, James! And he found it really funny. <laughs> what we should do, we're talking about great interviews and stuff like that. Um, do you remember two of the best interviews we ever had was Dom Housen and Nigel Jemson? If we could get Dom to interview Nigel, <laughs> that that would possibly be the ultimate interview that we could ever have done. The, the lowest listened to podcast ever. <laughs> I, I tell you what, we had um, we had on Raider Johnson, and I remember we, we we had Raider on, and he was so candid, and I think he spoke so well, and he had that beautiful French twang to his accent, and yeah. he made Wolverhampton sound sexy. Do you, do you remember that? Wolverhampton. That was one of my favourites, that one. And, uh, and then David Garrido and listening to James Squirm telling him about why he tried calling him about half past nine at night after they'd spent all day together. That, that was genuinely really funny. About his biscuit. I'd fallen off the wall of the garage. Look, I don't, I don't, I don't know what happened, right? I don't know what happened. I was on a wall. The next thing, I was in the forecourt of a garage. It, these things just happen. Do you know what, though, guys? I have to say, one of my favourite interviews we've ever had was James Kay. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Wasn't he amazing? I really think that was such a good show. Like, we, like normally, we'll get someone on, won't we, for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, something like that. But we just kept him on for the whole show because he was so interesting and 
just such an insight that you don't see into football. Yeah, not only being really candid about the experience of being a footballer that, that you know, and with no disrespect, that didn't make it to the level that you probably could have done and, and understanding, helping us as fans understand that process of going through a career um, that doesn't end up in fame and fortune to the extent that, that every kid dreams of. But also, he then just like sat as a fan and gave us his opinion on what Wednesday were doing, how things were going, what he would do tactically. It was brilliant. That was, you know, to be honest, I would quite happily stand aside or any of us stand aside and just get, get James Kay in permanently because he was unbelievable. I have two favourite bits after that interview. So the first one was when I told my dad and I said, oh, dad, you're going to have to listen to the podcast this week. So he can't work in his car. He doesn't know how to do it. I said, you're going to have to listen because your favourite James Kay is on. Because when we used to go and watch the Academy a lot, when I went out with an Academy player, he was like my dad's, like apple of my dad's eye. He thought it was amazing. Played the same position in my dad and all that. And uh, he went, oh, bloody hell. He said, signed for Sheffield FC. Sent off within 30 seconds. I've fallen out with him now. I've had enough. And I was like, oh, fair <laughs> enough, OK. And then my second favourite moment came when James Kay needed oh, a shirt to God. wear to Wembley. James. That's a, that is such a bad flashback, that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's so... I'm, I'm, I'm still now, I'm so embarrassed about it. So he borrowed the shirt. There was no problem there. But, I mean, obviously, you know, playoff final, Wembley Day, it was a day of, you know, quite a lot of beer was consumed before even getting anywhere near Wembley. Um, and I, d- I don't know if you guys remember me telling you about it at the time, but basically in the fan park, I got a beer uh, and I, I saw James Kay in my, um, my Wednesday 91 shirt. So I thought, oh, I'll go and say hello. So I walked over and waved at him. And as I got closer to him, I was like, oh, bollocks, that's not James Kay. But I'd already waved, so I've got to see. So I went over to him um, and just said, I'm really sorry. Um, you're not who I thought you were, but do you mind? Can I just talk to you for a minute? And then my friends won't realize what I've done. And he was like, yeah, sure. So I went, oh, that's really nice of you. Thank you. It's a lovely um, lovely shirt you're wearing there. Um, all right. Cheers. Thank you. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> and then did you fall off a wall and drunk, darling, afterwards? Um, well? Something like that. James has um, put in a few complaints about our James. I'm not going to lie. But that day as well, guys, wasn't that the first day that everybody was together in one space at one time as well? Because we had the killer whale. And didn't... Fudge, were you there? Yeah. Yeah, I was there. I yeah, yeah, we all we all, we were all yeah. there, weren't we? Like, yeah. everybody. It was so nice to, like... Because we'd all met each other, like, individually. Like, I've known Eddie and Fudge... Uh, Eddie and... Uh, what's his name? Dickie. <laughs> Hello, yeah. Since I was Hello. A, Hello. since like a teenager, like a mid-teenager. But actually to get everybody together was so nice with that killer whale. Absolutely, absolutely. Introducing the Wednesday week's greatest pull-down-your-chance hits album. All of your favourite hits from the last five and a half years, including songs for Mr Ryan Lowe. Barcelona B star Ronnery. The Portuguese contingent. I've got my red and green flag up, I'm sipping on a super bug. I'm turning Portuguese, I think I'm turning Portuguese, I really think so. I'm turning Portuguese, I think I'm turning Portuguese, I really think so. It's Super Block O'Clock, the man that counts us all down. Here's a little song I wrote, I 
about an oversized Austrian bloke Don't worry Here's Atty Don't worry, be Atty now Future Sheffield Wednesday legends Palace let him go They must have had their reasons But now they're thinking Don't! Cause for 16 years we've been looking for a player like Bannon Bannon? When it's time to slow it down, who better to put their foot on the ball than Chrissy Lyons? Did the message get through? Let's see. How do you want to be remembered when your football is done? Oh, you could become true Wednesday legend in the same sentence. Hurst and Sheridan I'm the crazy man himself Never beat Stevie by water He will lay you out He will lay you The Wednesday Week Greatest Hits Pull Down Your Chance album Available wherever you can buy ridiculous comedy albums Or maybe not comedy, depending on your view One owl on me shirt below, still gleaming Fifteen years at home Never stop me dreaming One owl on me shirt uh, right then, ladies and gents, uh, Vic is here with me. Victoria, my darling. Hello, my lord. How the devil are you? I'm all right, thank you. Fantastic. Now, of course, um, we've, we've had one super special guest that was quite big, uh, but then we, we need another super special guest. Now, of course, um, when you think about your era, Vic, because you're, you're a little bit younger than I am, um, obviously Slightly. you're... Just, just slightly. Um, <laughs> your, your, your footballing heroes, who, who were your footballing heroes? Well, obviously, it's got to be Benny Carboni, um, Andy Pierce. I was in love with Andy Pierce, and next to the podcast, he now follows me on Twitter, which is quite amazing. <laughs> um, and you know, there are so many people like, oh, I don't know, Emerson Tom obviously sticks out. But there's one, there's one big guy that I, I still get excited about to this very day. Well, that's the thing. It's weird because I mean, my era. I, I mean, I was more of a, a Chris Waddle, David Hurst. Um, it's a sort of era as well and obviously managers have changed and players have changed but there is one incredibly special chap that's always been there's there there's one constant there. isn't there there is one constant would you like to do the honours Victoria yes ladies and gentlemen it is my great pleasure to welcome Mr Ozzy Owl to the show Mr. Ozzy Mother Chuffin Owl how good should... and this is I mean obviously we have done Interviews in inverted bunny rabbit ears with with Aussie before, but this is the genuine Aussie. 
Aussie, all being out the chuff are you? Oh, very good. Are you? I'm very, very well, thank you. And it's so nice to hear you speak, Aussie, old boy, because usually you're quite a quiet chap, aren't you? Yeah, it's, it's been a while since I've spoken. I lost my voice a few years ago, but I seem to have found it again now. <laughs> It's all those mental pies. It's been fantastic. Um, so, um, Ozzy, obviously, um, uh, as we said earlier, you've been around the club essentially forever, haven't you? Obviously, managers have come and gone, players have come and gone, owners have come and gone. But you've always been there, old oh boy. You must have seen some big old changes at Hillsborough. Oh, just a bit. I, I remember, I remember a, Certain member of the team working at, at uh, Wednesday when I started. Yeah, no, back in the day, <laughs> back in the day. So how long, how long, obviously, Aussie, have you been your current form, so to speak? How long have um, you been Aussie Owl? It's, it's a bit like Doctor Who. <laughs> it's been regenerations. Um, this regeneration of Aussie has been around my goodness so you like you were the Aussie owl that I used to run up to and get autographs and photographs with I just think that's amazing like just amazing it's also slightly scary surely <laughs> <laughs> imagine a little Rick running around with her autograph book that's fantastic I love it that one's got Nicholas Alexanderson's in Tesco I'll have you know I can't, I can't compete with that <laughs> Now, we do have to uh, ask some, some rather hard-hitting questions because, obviously, we've got a... a, a, a this, I mean, the term legend gets banded about so much, but this is a true Wednesday legend. So, hard-hitting question number one, Aussie. Puff, flaky, rough, phyllo, what is the best pastry for a pie? Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm going to have to say puff. You're going to have to say puff. <laughs> It's a very nice word to say, especially in your wonderful tones, Ozzy. Um, I, 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 <laughs> and when it comes to the pies at Hillsborough, um, is there a difference between the pies in the North Stand and the pies in the South Stand and the pies in the Cop? I'm, I'm assuming that you've sampled them all on a daily basis. Of course I've sampled them all. It's part of my main job is checking all the pies on the ground before everybody else eats them. So every single pie that gets eaten, I've already tested. <laughs> Does that help with the thrusting movements, Aussie? I mean, is that what we all need to do to get that Aussie thrust? Do we need to eat more pie? It certainly does help, yes. You, you, need, you need the bulk around the midriff, shall we <laughs> And, I mean, when it comes to the Aussie thrust, is that some... Because we've not seen it for a while. Is that something that you're allowed to do still? Or, I mean, is there certain rules that are set down for an Aussie owl to, 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 to keep up decency? <laughs> I've never been, um, never been subject to any rules before, so I don't see why I should now. <laughs> well, we know... <laughs> Thrust away, Aussie. <laughs> we know that you're a bit of a tearaway, Aussie, and uh, I've, I've got a little bit of audio, um, and uh, it, I must admit, it's not fantastic audio, but I'm going to try and play it now, and then um, let's have a little chat about this show. Now, Mr. Owl, now, when when we had the visit of the, the FA Cup uh, mascot to Hillsborough, you and Barney were rather naughty, weren't you? Um, to, to explain the situation if people haven't seen it, which I'm sure they probably have, um, a rather naughty 
Ozzy um, crept behind the FA Cup and bent over, and a rather naughty Barney pushed him over a rather naughty Ozzy on the floor. Now, had was this a provoked attack, Ozzy? Because that made it sound unprovoked, and and I don't think you're that kind of chap, Ozzy Hubbard. No, 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 it was. It was all very friendly. It was. Um, it was more like a welcome to Hillsman. It wasn't. It wasn't <laughs> meant to be this isn't it? Is that is that what James has told you? Because James does fall over a lot at Hillsborough, but it's not because he's trying to be welcoming, it's because he's a little bit squiffy. Yeah, yes, I have met James a few times, and yes, I, I can confirm that he is usually quite squiffy, yes. <laughs> now, Ozzy, I've got to ask you here. Um, a few years ago, back when I was at Hillsborough, um, we had the Cardiff game, and your famous, is it daughter, Ollie, came back to life? Um, and I may or may not know whom was <laughs> whom was playing Ollie that day, um, but I seem to remember a certain Michael Gray trying to shake Ollie's hand, while a certain Mr Jermaine Johnson knelt down behind, and um, Ollie had to hold on to her head. Um, but did you copy um, <laughs> Ollie? for that move. <laughs> as, as always, I'm the originator, never the copier. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you, it, it hurts to fall over in one of those uh, it, as Ollie Owl. Trust me. <laughs> is, is that your friend standing in Atom? Yeah, yeah. Same same friend that um, dressed up as, well, uh, acted as Barney Owl one day on Look North and got legged up by a giant sausage. Um, <laughs> There were, there were a lot of things that my friend had to do during their time at Hillsborough. Some of them great, some of them painful. Let's face it, Victoria, that's not the first time you've been legged up by a giant sausage. <laughs> no, it's true, it's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, but, I mean, Ozzy, uh, obviously, um, when it when it comes to, to your job and, and what you... I mean, everybody loves Ozzy Owl. Anybody that, that doesn't quite simply needs their head testing. But, obviously, the, the kids absolutely adore you. I was a, a young boy once, and I ran around after Ozzy Owl. Obviously, slightly maybe before your tenure, obviously, we had Ozzy in his, um, his, his red cap at Hillsborough and all that kind of thing as well. Um, what is the best part of being Ozzy Owl? Is it watching the football? Is it meeting the fans? Is it getting to thrust away as much as you like? Is it eating the pies? What's your favourite thing about being Aussie? Oh, my favourite thing is just is meeting meeting the kids, seeing their faces when they, when Aussie walks up. When, when I walk up, so we're Aussie. I'm talking about myself in the third party, and that's a bit odd. <laughs> that's what all the celebs do. Uh, yeah. Like, when you walk up to them and, and they see you, and they, they look on their little faces and the smiles, it's just it makes it all worthwhile. And, and is that more often than not? Because obviously there are some children that might think um, uh, an eight-foot owl with a rather large bulbous head walking towards them could be quite frightening. Does that happen very often? Um, yeah, there's, there's one of two reactions. You either get the beaming smile or you get the screaming and running away in tears. I think it's absolutely fantastic and, and obviously you are, and Barney do a fantastic job and, and I think you were one of the, of the original proper mascots at a football club. I'm not uh, right in saying that because there's been a lot yeah, of Yeah, um, the originals uh, were myself and um, I believe it's, um, I can't remember his name, but the one from Aston Villa. It might even be Birmingham. Ah. Uh, I can't remember which way around it is, but yes. uh, it was after the 1966 World Cup. And the year after that, um, Ozzy and... The other one, I can't 
Does that make you 50 then, Aussie? Are you officially 50 this year? Oh, happy birthday. You see, the club's just overshadowed you with its 150th, hasn't it? It's your 50th. You should get a giant cake. Oh, yes, please. A giant pie. <laughs> a giant pie ball. Oh, that's something that the uh, the chefs at Hillsborough could come up with. That's amazing. Um, I, I do hope I can thrust as well as you at 50, Ozzy. That's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> and, and obviously, while he's not here, is there any dirt you can dish on Barney? Because he's a little bit more quiet than you, maybe. Does he have any particular bad habits? Anything at all? Um, apart, apart from his um, strange musical taste, there's not a huge amount. <laughs> I mean, he's, um, he's, he's always wanted to be um, a member of Steps for some reason. <laughs> Was he rather happy when Mr. Reach came? I should imagine that uh, that song got played oh, rather a lot when Mr. Reach came. He's had it on repeat on his iPod ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get a little bit gushy now, Ozzy, and I apologise, because when, when Lord Hillsborough first came to Twitty, uh, I mean, obviously, it's rather odd this, because, to be fair, Victoria is like the only real person here, and we've got essentially two fictional characters speaking to each other. But when um, Lord Hillsborough first oh! came... <laughs> when Lord Hillsborough first came to Twitter, um, obviously I started with my normal nonsense. And and as you, I'm sure you can imagine, when there's a, a rather strange Lord knocking about on Twitter, not many people take you very seriously. But one of the people that absolutely um, sort of joined in with my nonsense was Ozzy L. And I cannot thank you enough for that, Ozzy. And then once the actual podcast started, and obviously... We're here to tell about our 150th podcast. Um, once the actual podcast started, you were so kind in, in helping us sort of get the word out there and, and retweeting and those sorts of things. So I genuinely, genuinely do want to thank you for that because um, without um, you helping us, we, we probably wouldn't have got to 150. In fact, there probably wouldn't be a podcast in the first place. Or been. So we really, really do thank you for that. Oh, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Ozzy, can I ask for one last thing before you go? Could you sing us the chorus of Hi Ho Silver Lining? No, no, nobody needs to hear me sing. Really. Oh, come on, it, it sounds beautiful with your little voice. And it's Hi Ho, Sheffield Wednesday. Fantastic. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ozzy Owl. Thank you so, so much, Ozzy. Oh, boy. What an absolute treat. Thank you. And happy birthday, Ozzy. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Right, then, ladies and gents, so that's enough gushing for now. Uh, But we we do really need to speak about a little bit of football because apparently we are a Sheffield Wednesday football podcast. Um, So, um, up and coming, we have um, uh, the the Bristol game. Uh, Fudge, are you going to tell me off for calling them Bristol and not using their full name as usual Obi. every single time they don't call us Sheffield do they come on now <laughs> well they do a lot of the time yeah, they, all they all do, do. but you know if, if they're referring to us as Sheffield uh, you know that means there's only one team in Sheffield as far as they're concerned so you know I'm happy with that I'm alright <laughs> but uh, is anybody else popping the pants about this game is anybody else concerned the only thing I'm worried about right is that this season Bristol City have have kind of become my second team just because I love their gifts whenever they score on Twitter. They're like my favourite thing on a Saturday afternoon. They are pretty cool. And yeah. so yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I always, yeah. I, 
every yeah. single game, I'm willing them to score just because I want to see like someone swinging a, a fire extinguisher around or or <laughs> DJing on fire plates. And this yeah. week, I don't want them to, but I kind of still do because I just love it. I do. No, but no. I'm, I'm going to get over it for just this weekend, and then that's it. I'm back to being a Bristol City second fan again. Um, but it's just it just makes me so happy. I wish we'd do that. Wouldn't you love to see Barry Bannon swinging a fire extinguisher around whenever he scored? Can you imagine the meltdown on Owl's Talk if we did a goal celebration gift? What the bloody hell? Bloody rubbish is this bloody rubbish? It's them Wednesday week morons. It's them again, isn't it? They'd have to do a They'd have to do a football heaven special, wouldn't they? Like Monday night, Jonathan Booker would be like, and we've we've got 250 callers complaining about the uh, Sheffield Wednesday goal graphics on Twitter. <laughs> if you do want to look at an ex-Sheffield Wednesday player doing these, um, I did yes. notice that, that that Bolton have uh, have taken on this mantle as well, and uh, Mr. Medine um, scored through the day, didn't he? Did you? Does he just does well, he just oh walk dear. and blast somebody? Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> he punches a horse. He, push, he punches a horse. Gary <laughs> Medina scored. Bash. Horse gets punched. <laughs> uh, he actually takes a goal swing just so we don't get sued. All that is allegedly, of course. But again, as a, a little bit of Wednesday news. Uh, a goal swing at somebody's chin. <laughs> Of course, Mr. Bedeen has been in trouble again this week, hasn't he? Uh, sort of plowing that in just a little bit. So, oh, oh, Gary, no. just behave yourself, Gary, or be for Christ's sake. Gary, put down your pint, lad. <laughs> going back to Bristol City, uh, as Vic says, obviously, they've, they've been going quite good guns and they've managed to build up a, a bit of a run before the um, uh, we play them as well, before the international break. But do you think we're going to see the Wednesday? Because whenever we're play, playing anybody above us, we seem to play rather well, um, as we do. Of course, again, I, I still think this is a bit of a, um, uh, a a bit of a common fallacy. This thing about the fact that we play better when we team we play teams uh, above ourselves because we've lost to more of them than we've beaten um, this season. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be a right old test, and it's uh, it, it's probably not the game that you would choose to play out coming out of an international break. But saying that, you know, we 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 wouldn't have picked Villa as the game to play going into an international break. To be fair, so um, it it's kind of um, it, it's it feels a little bit like a make or break game in terms of the fact that Villa could have been now the point that our season turns round, but it could be another false dawn. And depending what happens on Saturday against Bristol City, will really kind of define whether or not our season is genuinely up and running or looks like it's genuinely up and running or whether we're just kind of going to pretty much stutter through the whole season, kind of winning the odd game here and there, slightly against the odds, um, and then not really putting together much of a run. Because we've talked, haven't we, about the fact that it's consistency that's been our real downfall this season. And... um, yeah, you know, getting a, a third win on the trot for I think it'd be the first time this season, wouldn't it, where we've won three in a row, uh, would be huge. And I think you know it it would th- there would genuinely be a, a kind of a positive feeling in the air off the back of it. So it does feel like a really important game, but it's certainly not going to be an easy one. You know, they're in they're in good form, uh, but you know w- we know we can beat them because we did it last season, and you never know. Maybe we'll leave it till the ninety eighth minute again to get a winner. That'd be all right. Um, 
so I know I've, I've not been around, and um, and part of the reason of that is because Wednesday haven't had like a three p.m. Saturday kickoff um, since God were a lad. So I've I've missed quite a bit of what Wednesday were doing. I've had to catch it on iFollow and um, uh, you know and, and watch the highlights and that kind of thing. So for the first time in ages, I feel like I'm really out of the loop with Wednesday. But um, so I asked a mate of mine um, who's not a Wednesday fan, but he's a, he's a big, big follower of football um, and said, you know, so what, from the outside looking in, what do you think has changed from the Wednesday team that um, that made it to the playoffs uh, two seasons ago and made it to the playoffs again last season and, and you know, kind of haven't got over the line? Um, and he said, I've got nothing to say about that other than um, I've been playing two computer games recently. I've been playing the latest FIFA. I've been playing the latest Football Manager. And in both of those, I've noticed that Wednesday have got promoted automatically. So clearly, uh, the squad is good enough. And maybe it's about the management, the coaching, um, the the players not necessarily playing to their potential. And I could kind of see the way that that works. And I can understand that that's possibly the case with Wednesday. And then I saw another thing this week that Wednesday right now are, um, even though we feel like we're not having a great season, we are only one point and one place below where we were at this time last season where we finished fourth. And, you know, I, I know we've talked about, or you guys have talked about on the podcast, um, that we have an expectation that we're going to progress and progress and progress. And I also think there's this, this cloud hanging over us um, of uh, a, 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 sm a much smaller club that is inconsequential that are somehow having a, a much better uh, autumn than I think anybody expected. And so I think that there's a natural pessimism there that we're always going to have until we have well and truly turned a corner. Um, so it, so it hasn't. I'm not. I, I'm not at the point where I think that we are underperforming. I'm, I'm at the point where this is. A, I think a pivotal point of the season. If we can make three wins in a row, I think we can start making an argument that we have uh, that we're back on a run and that we can do what we've done the last two seasons, which is start slowly and pick up. Um, Bristol City at home, we should be beating them. I don't care what run they've been on we are better than them and we should be winning. And so let's see what the team brings. I think the good thing is that we haven't had in this international break, a lot of players that have been actually playing international football. I think their eyes on the prize. I think the, the, the well, I think we're trending up. Um, and I honestly believe that we can win this game and then, and then kick on from there. And let's see where we are. Uh, you're going into the Christmas period because that again, will define our season like it has in the last two years. I don't agree with you. <laughs> That's a surprise. Um, well, no, right, listen, I've seen Bristol City play four times this season. I, I don't know why, I just have. And I watched them play Stoke in a cup game. I think it was a League Cup. And they ran through them like they weren't there. They're a very well-organised team, Bristol City. And they are. They are a tiny, provincial little club. And it, had it not been for my mate, Dan, who's an avid City fan, he's got his season ticket and whatnot, I wouldn't know who Bobby Reed is. That's the guy who's swinging the fire extinguisher. But I, I love their centre-back, uh, Aidan Flint. Big fan of his. He's the uh, the plate DJ. Or the one I was going to say, yes, jacket. yes, he's my favourite. Yeah. I love him. He's, 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 he's yeah. proper right up my street in terms of a centre-back. Just a big, and I love this term, shit-kicker. He just is. It's what it's what he does. And, and the, watching the way they uh, attack the wings and they uh, 
come in on that 4-5-1 and cut inside like Rivaldo used to do in the 90s. They, they very rarely hit the byline and cross it in. You know, a lot of teams are doing that now anyway. And, um, and yeah, they're a very organised squad. I'm, personally, I'm actually shiting myself about this, uh, this game coming forward uh, because they've been excellent. And how many times have you seen Bobby Reed celebrating with the fire extinguisher, which has to be, <laughs> has to be a big knob gag. It's got to be. He's, he's just been trolling the all of internet. Or he goes off really easily. It's <laughs> other. But as far as as far as where we are with Carlos and the, and the point you were making, Eddie, about you know what's the perception about Sheffield Wednesday? Me personally, I think it's down to two things, and I said the same to Beastie on the uh, on a previous interview. Um, Carlos has peaked, um, and I think the issue we've got is a motivational issue. Yes, I, you know, his tactics might be this and they might be revered in these circles, but look at Ron Atkinson. Oh, Ron Atkinson was a silly old sod. Do you know what I mean? He didn't know what day it was because he was pissed 24-7. But when it comes to galvanising a group of players to dig one out, he did it and he managed it. And um, and that's what... that's that's what Personality can get you a long way in, in some scenarios. And um, Carlos, for me... You know, you, you said then we're one point off where we were before and we've got the playoffs. The playoffs aren't good enough for me anymore. I'm sorry, but I, I, I want to finish higher than the playoffs because I don't... And like I said, exactly the same to Beastie, I don't trust Carlos to take us to another playoffs because this is a man who brought on Atty Newhu and Jeremy Halan to try and outsmart a team that were already an established yo-yo team who were uh, one better than us, which I find obscenely stupid and moronic and and just an absolute last roll of the dice. I don't trust him to take us to another playoffs. So, yes, we might be on the same level as last year, but I want better than that because we spent a shit ton of money and we don't seem to have got anywhere better in three years. Fudge, Fudge, question. Right now, would you take the playoffs right now? No, I didn't get in the fucking bin. I don't want him. I'd rather finish mid-table <laughs> and eke a season out and him... No, Fudge, no. I can't do the playoffs again. I can't do it. I said to you, I said to you the day before that Huddersfield game, why are you all sucking everybody's dick that we've got a, that we've got a, that we've got a draw against Huddersfield away? They're going to turn up, they're going to play for penalties and that's exactly what they did. And hilariously, because they, you know, the manager's German. As far as they're concerned, winning a penalty shootout is a, um, a legitimate way of winning a game. And we don't believe that because we're British and we do things proper. We have to win. We have to win in a certain way. Now nah, the Germans just need to win by any cost. Look at what they did to Brazil when they smashed their backsides out in the World Cup. They, you know, they could have took the gas off at 5-1, five, 5-0, five, five and they didn't. They wanted to destroy them because that's the mentality they've got. And we don't have that. And that's what we need. I cannot go through another third playoff failure. I don't trust him enough. Are we? Are we? Right, legitimately then. Are we a top two side? Looking at our squad, forget about Carlos for a minute. Forget about it. If you were, um, you could parachute any manager in there. Is that squad a top two squad? No, it's not. And that's my issue because it so, bloody should be. So there you go. So in, so in that case, the playoffs is where we where we have to aspire to be. I'd no, snap the playoffs, your hand off for the playoffs. No, I wouldn't snap your hand off for the playoffs. I would no, go, no, no, oh, no, we're in the playoffs. No, Mint. Yay! Another another two hundred quid day out for sheer abject failure. Min, I, I think that, I think that's, I think that squad's good enough. I just don't think it's been get the best isn't being got out of it. Yeah, I Simple agree with that. that. Absolutely, and I and I don't I don't put it all on Carlos. 
I, I, I think the um, the way the club is uh, is set up at the moment um, is not empowering anybody from the chairman through his advisors, through to Carlos, through to the players. There's a lot of uncertainty there. And uncertainty breeds uh, fear, which breeds underperformance. And that's where we are at the moment. And actually, I think you know, if I was on, if I'd been on the podcast um, it, for the last six weeks, rather than uh, being lost in France, then I probably would have made the point at a better time when things were looking a bit bleaker. Uh, I honestly believe, as an optimist, that there's quite a lot of hope around right now. Uh, but the underlying problems are still there and you look across, I, don't, I don't like to talk about them because because they're not that you know this all of this is a mirage but across the city they have got somebody who is empowering their entire organization to be the best that they but they've can got be. an old school manager haven't they that's the thing and I, I, it, that school. only works for so long but right now it's working yeah and that annoys me Right, and, and, you know, and it's it's really easy for me to sit in North Yorkshire and not have to deal with it. You know, I came home after the derby, and I, you know, the, there were two blades that I had to face the next day. Right, when we beat Leeds three 0 oh, it was brilliant because I've got so many friends up here who support Leeds, and I could lord it over them the entire time. Right, but it's not about us, the fans. It's actually about getting that you know that team across the line. I don't think what they have is sustainable. I think what we have is sustainable. I think the problem that we've got is that there is this disconnect right now between the three levels of, uh, uh, you know, of operations in the team from, um, you know, the, the front office, the, the chairman and the, his advisors to the coaching side, to the players. And, and I really hope that we're going to go on a run now that shows that there isn't the break between the two most important parts of that, which is, Carlos, Carlos and his tactics and his coaching team and the players there to execute it because I've honestly seen some really encouraging stuff in the last two the last two games and and I don't the United thing really isn't helping us that that's that's pressuring more people than they let on I think because they're doing so well for the fans yeah, yeah, especially yeah, yeah absolutely but then Chris Wilder regularly comes up to Hallam now and do you know what I don't see anybody from Wednesday turning up there and that's what frustrates me to hell yeah. you know it, I, I even yeah. had to check his hand on whenever it was, Tuesday night, and, and just like you, I did wash my hand afterwards, just, you know, just like... <laughs> but, did you just spit on it before? No, no, but but he, he turns up, and you know what? It's no bugger comes from Wednesday, and that's bloody frustrating, big time. Me and John come, does that not count? Well, yeah, you, you two come, but you, you didn't drink as much as you promised, so... <laughs> I've got no, no criticism whatsoever of, of Chris Wilder or his players. Uh, you know they are they are doing exactly what you would want a a scrappy underdog team to do, and you know what it that it will take them as far as it takes them. And I just hope, as a Wednesday fan, I hope that the wheels fall off. But I I would do the exact same thing in their position. So you know, get on with it. But for us as fans, it's difficult because we don't have to deal with Chris Wilder and the Sheffield United players. We have to deal with the Sheffield United fans. And they've got a lot to say right now. So, yeah, you know, we, we, as Wednesday fans, I think we should take it with good grace. You know, probably drop the nut on a few of them. Um, and then we'll see where we are at the end of the season. But for us as Wednesday, I think that we are, we're right on the balance at the moment. You know, this is, this is the part of the season where we will show as an organisation, are we underperforming relevant to, uh, relative to our uh, talent, and our coaching and everything. Are we going to turn this round and go on a run like we have done the last two seasons? And uh, uh, 
solidify ourselves as a perennial contender in this division? Um, or are we going to just fold? And and right, you know, two two games ago, I was probably on the on the edge of saying, you know what, this is a lost season already. I think there are there's some there's some shoots here. There's some shoots that are recovering. I think we can do it, but it needs to carry on. And uh, Saturday will be a litmus test. Do you know what I think? And I think you uh, probably to summarise all this, we've just got to go and beat Bristol City. That's all we've got to do. Just beat Bristol City. Yeah. We're at the stage of the season yeah. where we've got to take it one game at a time. We've got Bristol City. Then on next Wednesday, we've got Ipswich, which, you know, neither of them are particularly easy games. Ipswich have not made a bad start to the season. You know, it's it's we, we've got to go out. We've got to win on Saturday. We've got a decent amount of time before the midweek game. We've got an extra day than, than you would normally get. And we're actually playing on Saturday for once. Um, so, you know, we've got a, enough time to prepare properly um, for Ipswich on Wednesday. Let's just, at this, at this point, let's take it one game at a time and just keep winning them. Absolutely. Jolly well said, Jamesy Albeen. And throughout that whole um, sort of um, monologue there, we, uh, we didn't have a knob gag from Fudge as well, which I'm very disappointed about, Fudgy Albeen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking football you were for a bit there. Who do we think we are, eh? Hang on, he did eh? the whole thing about a uh, fire extinguisher hose and uh, yeah, waving that, that around. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I, if that's not a knob gag, then I don't know what knob gags are. <laughs> Helicopter knob, innit? That's... Yeah, I literally said the words <laughs> knob gag as well. So, you know, <laughs> no, we did. Uh, right then, ladies and gents. So, that is, we're going to start uh, wrapping up because it's obviously been a bit of a, uh, a long one, this one. Uh, uh, there's your knob gag, Quiggy. Um, uh, before we leave for this evening, I would just like to find out um, your, your best bits of being part of this wonderful podcast. Uh, Victoria, my darling, let's start with you. Um, okay, my lord. I think my favourite thing is it always happens when me and James are out together, whether it's like having lunch or a drink or we're in the pub. My favourite, favourite thing is when people come over and go, oh, you're actually friends in real life. That That's just... That's the, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Every single time I like wet myself. People go, oh my god, are you with James? They're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know you were friends in real life. Uh, no, it's yeah. right. All together for laugh, mate. It's just like you know, it was sponsored or something. Thomas Cook. There we go. But yeah, that's my favourite bit. Oh. And uh, Jamesy, or Bean, what what's your favourite part of being part of this uh, this nonsense for all these years? Uh, you know, it's really it's so hard because there's so much to choose from. I mentioned about the class of '91 thing earlier, which was um, brilliant. Um, you know, I've got to kind of mention the fact that you know, through through doing this podcast. Um, it's led on to me being able to become like the ultimate media whore uh, <laughs> and, you know, basically turn up to the opening of an envelope when uh, when I get yeah. to do yeah, yeah. anything, you know, TV, radio, newspaper, you know, Look just no. give me a shout, I'll, I'll do anything. Yeah. But I'm actually going to pick out my, probably my favourite single thing was really early on in my time with the Wednesday week and it was when we were away at Brentford. Now, we've already kind of told some of the stories about this because it was... It was the day first. It was the first time that I ever met Billy the Bee, uh, who some Wednesday fans will have uh, will have met. Who's become a really good pal, and he's put me in touch with some brilliant, brilliant people. Uh, and it was also the first time that I ever met Dave, David Garrido in um, in real life. And it was also, most importantly, it was the uh, the birth of the drunken interview. Yay! And to this day, remains probably the most drunken of all drunken interviews that I've done in terms of the fact that I could barely speak when, uh, when, when I was chatting to David after the game. So um, just that whole day and the fact that we won in injury time as well, I just have to pick out that whole day 
has just been fantastic, and so much of it was was related to the Wednesday week. So um, yeah, that that's that's was just a brilliant, brilliant day. Fantastic, uh, Dicky or Bean? How about you? Yeah, I've I've got two kind of um, I, I think the things that I've really enjoyed, particularly the podcasts. I think one was where uh, where Fudge rebooted, <laughs> which I've, I don't think we've ever laughed so much in our lives as when he when he he went all cyborg and then completely shut down and then came back and then shut down again. So yeah, that was that was that was one of them. And, and the other one was when my only feature ever on this fucking podcast, Eddie. Died <laughs> Say I'd got, I'd like Nupandi Pierce to talk to him, you know, and then Chris Morris and yeah, I know where he fucking is. Thanks, Ed. Where is it now? <laughs> yeah. Where is where are you now? I might resurrect it one day. You never know. My one was uh, I, I, I can't pick one. Can you, Eddie? Because I can't pick one. Oh God, yeah. Because I'm like, so uh, uh, my favourites have been. Um, moments where I have just uh, like literally not been able to speak for laughing. Um, yeah. we, we've talked already about you getting your your tenth red card of the season, which was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, often, there's two of them. That, so um, number one was when we were reviewing Charlton away uh, in the early days, and uh, Beastie's entire match review was oh. how much vodka he drunk, and brilliant. then. Uh, he'd, he'd got on the train and ended up in Chuffin Swanscombe. Um, ch- Chuffin Swanscombe has basically become my all-purpose swear word whenever I'm driving, especially when I'm on the M25, because you're on the M25, you, you can always get assigned to Swanscombe. Chuffin Swanscombe uh, basically is my catch-all for whenever I get any kind of traffic whatsoever. Um I, uh, my other one is, and it was it's not a laugh because uh, it was intrinsically funny. It was uh, how um, how far we've come as a little family. And I include all, all the listeners in this and the little community that we've we've built up. And, you know, I think we've we've made some incredible friends over the years, especially from from climbs far away. You know, I love the fact that the Owls Americas have got their old podcast because so many of them. Um, were really bought into the Wednesday week in the early days. And, you know, shout out to Paddy um, and Jeff and uh, you know, all those guys uh, from the New York houses, now the Owls Americas. Um, I, I love the fact that I could turn on the TV at one point this autumn and uh, be watching the championship and hear uh, Colin Murray off of TV and radio say, James does the Wednesday week podcast. He knows what he's talking about. And, 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 <laughs> and yeah, and he knows his stuff. Um, and, and for me, to just no, he doesn't. He's permanently pissed. What? <laughs> so we have pulled the wool over everyone's eyes for the yeah. last six years. Uh, do you know what? How many of these people would we have would we have not met if yeah. we had done this shit? Yeah, like, I, I was I was going to say like that was Ra- mine. Brazil Owls, Rafa from Brazil Owls, yeah. and everyone, and Paddy, and just just loads everyone. of people Lee, that we've kind Lee of. Lee Peacock, yes. would, would, yeah, yeah, Peaks, would yeah. we have spent many beautiful nights with Lee Peacock if it wasn't for the Wednesday Week podcast? So for that, so on a personal yeah. level, um, all of you, yeah, you all know the. the, the so dear to me everyone that listens it's been brilliant to be part of this and and long may it continue and actually there's a part of me thinking you know i've spent basically four months out and why the hell did i do that because it was ridiculous um 
thank you. It's been brilliant. I've really enjoyed tonight and I'm really enjoying being part of the family again. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, mate. Like, you know what I mean? You're, you're always welcome. There's always a kettle on here for you. You know what I mean? Um, I, 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 I can't pick one. I'm struggling. I, I, I do as uh, Beastie Swanscombe story. Absolutely incredible. Meeting Lee Peacock and now him sending me <laughs> weird videos every day. He's found some website where he just gets these really dodgy videos off. Like, for example, he sent me one today of somebody drawing a lady with her legs akimbo on their rearview mirror. And then when they pressed the up button on their on their uh, window, a cock and bollocks just went inside <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, brilliant. Cheers, Lee. Thanks a lot for that. Um, I, remember, I remember James being really annoyed with me because I went to, uh, I went to Bristol City and didn't tell him. That, that pissed him off. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, no, I wouldn't have known. You just, if you hadn't have walked into the same pub that I was already in, I would you wouldn't have known over there. Known. Like, I'm still genuinely offended by this. I've just about forgotten to remind me about it. Now. But that's it. I'm going on mute now. I don't want to speak to you. Because <laughs> I, I, I tell you, it's just like what you said as well, the amount of people that, that I've met. Now, I can just now rock in. I can you know, get on a train, come up, rock in, and I've got a group of friends ready to go. Do you know what I mean? I haven't got to convince one of my long-suffering friends to come to Hillsborough with me. Do you know what I mean? I've got, I've got some people I can go with. And, and yeah, that, that one at Bristol City, like, my mate Dan went, do you want to come to the game? Yeah, I'll go. I thought, oh, we might run into the guys. And, uh, and you know, when you, you, know, you get two different groups of mates and you think both they don't get on and stuff like that. And, and uh, yeah, all right, all right, James. All right, Fudge. Yeah, how's it going? Not so bad. Wait, you didn't tell me you were coming to this game. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I just, you know... and. Th- Marty, it was I think Marty. that's another thing to say as well. Is like the amount of times that you go into the Riverside Cafe or something, and there are gen- there are people there. Like there's always Definitely. the cop end. Like we know them. We've stolen their spot under the canopy and all that. But there are certain people that come up like game after game, and some people we don't know the names or whatever, but we know that they listen, and they're like just chat to us like about the podcast, and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot I said that. Like there's there's people like there's John, uh, Olive Grove, and there's a few others that just yeah. have genuinely become like part of the group now. It's really nice. It's such a friendly group. Like there's never any trouble. There's never an argument. Kieran, Kieran, obviously, old Fessy. Kieran, um, yeah. But there's there's yeah. always a group of people there that, like you said, Fudge, you can just rock up, and it doesn't matter. Like sometimes I get up to the pub before anyone else or after anyone else. And I can still sit and have a drink with people because I know them and I've talked to them and it's it's great. Absolutely, absolutely. Is there any room to get a to get a pint and sit down nowadays? You can't sit down, but you can get a pint. No. All right. I'm there. <laughs> the kids are probably old enough oh, to play on the road. Play home, so. An outside bar. <laughs> Now over on match days. Now, my uh, my favourite thing about the podcast, I mean, we'd been doing this for quite a long time, and, and obviously in the old days, nobody really listened, um, so we could get away with having free bandwidth and things like that. And then people started to listen, and then obviously we had to get sponsorship because it got rather expensive. Um, and that was amazing to me that, that somebody would, would sponsor the show. But then, really, when we did the Muff Fund, and people that listened to the podcast actually donated proper money so we could we could have proper muffs and things on there i I personally found that so humbling and so incredible and and so so unbelievable that that all these wonderful people that that listen to us just talking about nonsense um every week um actually put their hands in their pockets and, and 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 just a few quid it 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 blew my mind completely and and you guys know that i really didn't want to do the moth fund because i found it quite embarrassing um but uh, the, the fact that people did that was just 
absolutely amazing to yeah, me. You weren't, it really cool. was. you weren't happy with it. You were, you were thinking... We let James, the radio professional, take over on that, it. didn't we? I, I, he was like, you need to get microphones. <laughs> yeah, because everything sounded crap before then. <laughs> and now it sounds brilliant. But no, genuinely, the the people that that listen to this podcast, obviously, not just long-standing listeners like like Lee Brown and, and Andy McEwen and 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 Cy and and all those people, but but people that that listen, um, just anybody that listens to to a group of mates talking about football, um, and and just having a laugh is is mind blowing. It really is, and I, and I've honestly, I'm getting a bit gushy now, but I, I really can't thank you enough. I think it's absolutely amazing. I really, really do. Uh, right then, ladies and gents, that is going to uh, bring an end to the 150th podcast anniversary. Eventually, uh, as I'm sure some of you are now screaming at your iPods. Uh, James or Bean, if people want to get all the view over there on the Twitterage, where can we do that, my friend? I want to give a special mention to uh, the thing that, that uh, came second in my favourite moments in the Wednesday Week podcast, which was actually something that happened this week, uh, which was uh, a post on Owl's Talk, uh, where they were discussing which podcast they enjoy listening to. <laughs> Just two quotes that I want to uh, mention from this uh, thread. Yeah, yeah. One of them from um, GHS, and a very big hello to you, uh, who says... Uh, James Marriott talks sense, I believe. <laughs> uh, and then the post just below, below that from Ethel the Tree, who says, I'm sorry to say this, I'm not a huge fan of Fudge. He can be mildly amusing one minute and totally irritating the next. I, I thought they were profound <laughs> comments. From, um, well, what, what, you know, what do you say to that? Like, you know, it, it's, not like she, it's not like they went... I find him hilarious in one in one sense and then annoying in the other. You know, I could have dealt with that. No, the best time that I'm getting is mildly amusing. I mean, could, what, what, you know what I mean? I'm, what, okay, I can't, nah. Bloody owls talk. Bloody rubbish. Um, so anyway, yeah, uh, Twitter at James Marriott. Fantastic. Eddie, oh boy, if people want to uh, find you and find out where you are in the world and where you got lost this time, where can we do that, Obi? Uh, so firstly, as a, a veteran of Owl's Talk, <laughs> as some might say a sacred cow, um, it's really simple. If, if anything uh, offends you on Owl's Talk, you immediately fire back by posting in all capitals, say it to my face. Or I'll meet you in the North Stand. I'll owl you to the floor. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so 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 fudge, do that. Don't, you know, don't take this lying down. I I think you're mildly irritating, but I would I would only go as far as say mildly. Um, yeah, so I am um, at Sausage Arms, and as of uh, as of Thursday, the thirtieth of November, um, I am also at New York Owls, because I'm going to be over there in New York enjoying uh, the, is it the, the whole city game? Um, with the rest of the New York Owls crew. Is that Fudge? Yeah, I'm having... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Me and Fudge are going on holiday together, <laughs> and, uh, and you're not invited. Just get over it, all right? Uh, yeah, so uh, so I'll be around. Um, honestly, th- thank you for not forgetting me in the intervening months, but uh, uh, yeah, at Sausage Arms. Love you all. Bye. <laughs> Uh, Dickie Owl or Bean if you want to get a review up there on the Twitter Twitch where can we do that yeah you're just giving it away you just said it Dickie Owl at Dickie Owl you can find me on Twitter <laughs> uh, where I'll just be ranting shit no doubt on Saturday <laughs> depending on the results Victoria my darling our lady of the podcast where can people find you up there on the Twitter Twitch I don't think I've been called a lady for a long time um, but you can find me at Victoria1867 
uh, on the Twitter and uh, I don't answer the email, so sorry about that. I've I've called you lady uh, a few times <laughs> in a kind of a derogatory it's sense. It's normally when you like, like telling lady, me off. pipe down. Yeah, exactly. It's never, it's never, <laughs> come on, lady, let's go for a walk. It's always like, hurry up, lady. And last but by certainly no means least, Mr. Fudge or Bean. If people want to find out of your sticky, fudgy nonsense, where can we do that? Uh, on Twitter, at Dan Fudge, or in the, not the comedy clubs, the mildly amusing ones. You can find me in them. <laughs> 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 of course if you want to get hold of me over there on the twitter you can do that at lord h that's l zero rd underscore h you can get hold of the podcast at twwcast you can find us on facebook find us on um the uh youtubes and in all the usual places as always ladies and gentlemen it has been an app Absolute pleasure speaking to you for the last 150 shows. Be good, be safe, and we shall see you real soon. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com for more information. See you later! Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.